Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, y'all, here we go. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on. Outdoor edition from the, uh, well, I, the woods of Virginia is the best way I can describe it. It's glorious out here. It's a beautiful day, overcast, a mild wind. Just giving you the weather report because it's Weatherman RSB to start the show, you know. I'm not used to humidity anymore. And I'm like, I'm glowing. I'm sticky. What's happening here? Well, we're going to do the amazing event. The Authoritarians and Critical Race Theory today, thanks to Jonathan Emord, and it is going to be amazing. And later tonight, you're going to watch that 6:30 Eastern uh, till 9 Eastern, and it'll be on live.brideon.com and maybe some of our social media outreach as well. We'll see what happens. So uh, it's very strange. I'm going to see if I can. Is Super Don around even? Uh, I'm looking at him. Oh, he's looking at me. Look, he's on the wrong side of the screen. Everybody, I had to switch it up for this outdoor event. Super D, can you hear me? <clears throat> yeah, yes, so I can, can hear you. Should I? Should it's a I miracle. Go over here, or what, what should I do? You're right. right. It does look strange being the thing on the. Is, now I don't know how to look. Uh, now I'm, am I? Look, oh, I'm looking. I'm on at the you left now, side, and you're on the right. That's just weird. It is just. I'm the lefty, and you're the righty today. Okay. That's right. So now you're looking at me, and you got to deal with it. So there. <laughs> with disdain, yes. Oh no, it's horrible. Anyway, uh, we got a great show today lined up. It's a miracle. Again, anytime we can do a remote, uh, there's always equipment issues and everything. And not to bore you with those details, but we persevered. And uh, again, a shout out to uh, my good buddy, Michael Bolden, who's always there to pick up the phone when he shouldn't. And uh, he helped us navigate it as well. So here we go. Uh, there's a lot of breaking news uh, about the, the whistleblower, right? We've been talking about the Project Veritas said they were going to release a lot of stuff last night. And apparently they did. And uh, there's some devastating uh, revelations. The thing is, Super D, as I see what's going on, we'll play a, a couple of clips. It's not new to us. It's not devastating to us. It's just admitting the things that we know that we've been covering. Uh, well, and it's who? Years. It's who's saying it, I it's guess. Saying the significance it. of this is this is now a federal employee yeah. that is, is the whistleblower. Well, exactly. And that, that maybe changes some things. We were talking yesterday to Mike Adams on the show about that. How over the years, when you think for sure, now this will be the thing, right? This is going to be it. The dam breaks now. And every time you're like, how's the dam holding? There's so many holes in it. It's ridiculous. The water's pouring through it. It's still up. What's up with that? Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I, I just give up on predicting this stuff other than, yes, some people will wake up and go, oh, now I see what you guys have been saying. Now it's for real. Now I get it. And now I don't want to get it. 
the shot, for instance. Uh, can you show the image of the uh, uh, the show notes? Do you have that up for everybody? Real quick, just so we can give a heads up, because I can't do the screen grabs out here. Let me go uh, full screen on that. And today's show, uh, you have a message in the bottle waiting for you in the headline uh, of the screen there. And it basically, this reminds me of the, uh, you remember the end of uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? They I were do. searching for the Holy Grail, and the, the bad guy drinks from the cup he thinks is the, the Holy Grail, and, and, he, and he melts away. <laughs> and, and then the, the old knight says, he chose poorly. Yes. Uh, and so that's kind of where I got that from. Choose wisely. This is not the grail you're looking for. And it's a little vial of that uh, experimental jab that they claim. Oh, it's not an experiment anymore. Yes, it is. So Project Veritas. Do you want? Do you have anything to say to set up this first clip here, Super D? Um, no, I think it pretty much explains, you know, speaks for itself. And yeah, I only grabbed like two clips out of this. It's, it's much longer than this. And this is a part one. I guess the part two is going to be coming out, but it kind of gives you an idea of, of what, what's going on here and who this person is. All right, let's give it a go. It hasn't probably been done because the, the government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of, it's full of Tell us about who this person is. Dr. Gonzalez is one of our emergency room doctors at Phoenix Indian Medical Center. And she's a federal employee? Correct. Now you got this guy in room four who got his second dose of vaccine um, on Tuesday, has been short of breath. He's got brown myocarditis. Yes. Oh, this is bullshit. I, and and now, let's see. probably myocarditis due to the vaccine. Right. But now they're not going to blame the vaccine. Well, and you know what? But he has an obligation to report that, doesn't he? They are not reporting. Right. Because they want to show it under the, yeah. under the, 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 the mat. They want to shove it under the mat. Now, as I said, for all of you that are regulars here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, none of what you saw is shocking. And that's weird because these are the kind of things we cover on a regular basis and uh, we are obligated to do so. And I think any any true media news source that is uh, obligated, you know, I say obligated, but you, you cover the truth, how do you get there? You let the facts take you wherever they take you. And now that we're having insiders, more and more insiders speaking out, I think, you know, if it's a guilty conscience, it, it, it resonates with the, at the soul level to say, I can't, I can't participate in this anymore. Uh, you know, the question is, what, what do we make of something like that? You know, I'm torn only because this is where we spend our, our days talking about what is obvious to us, which may now become obvious to others that only because somebody on the inside with the credentials has acknowledged it, pointed it out, and seen it and revealed it. But what do you think? Is this gonna make a hill, what do they say, a hill, a beans hill, a hill of beans worth a difference? I don't know the answer to that. I know that uh, eventually people will either wake up on this issue or they'll die. And those are two, I, you call it extreme, but if you don't wake up on this issue, what happens? You get this shot, you get the next shot, you get the next, un, until you're done. Is this the one that, 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 that puts it over the edge, puts us over the top? I mean, it's a, it's a question. I don't have a definitive answer on it. And uh, I know, Super Don, are you back in your seat there? I can't see you. It's here behind the video. So um, yep. just a little feedback as far as what we just saw there. What is your impression? Because I'm just, I'm watching it, seeing it going, yeah, 
tell me something I don't know. At the same time, I'm looking well, at... Well, again, I think the significance of this is that we're talking about federal employees, people that are, are you know, um, I don't know, I guess, you know, on a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may carry more weight because they're federal employees. Um, but, you know, the fact that these conversations are going on in the hospital, in the emergency room, among the people that are on the front line that are dealing with this, and that they are voicing these types of opinions is kind of, an, uh, I guess it's an eye-opener, right? I mean, it, yeah. it shows that uh, this is something where there's disagreement going on among the front lines, even though the media tries to portray that this is something that is, you know, is relegated to these kooky people over here, but all of the healthcare people are all on the same page, and obviously they're not. Yeah. By the way, I see a comment on my audio today is only coming through the left channel. That's an answer to our question, Super Don. Apparently, we uh-huh. do go out in stereo, and with all the audio troubleshooting we had to do today, it's a, <clears throat> if I say it in the English way for UK Health Radio, it's a bloody miracle that we made it on the air with any audio at all. I'll just say it. It was a way. bit crazy. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you're coming in in stereo and mine's audio. So you're going to have to deal with me only in your left ear today, for those of you on no. earphones. And it's like, no, it's going to be weird. Go. Every time I talk, you're going to look left. Like, what? What? Where is he? So Just lean your head this way or something. Yeah. So like you said, it's important that we're here and we will deal with the... Uh, the audio, uh, uh, you know, deficiencies later. Actually, we can't. This is just how it's going to be today. But the content is solid. It's important. And as Super Don says, it's not so much what we're learning today through Project Veritas that is new information for many of you, unless you're a very new viewer or listener to the Robert Scott Bell Show. But what we have is people at high levels of government within the inside of, of federal agencies and hospital settings. You know, and it wasn't enough that Dr. Peter McCullough and other physicians have been pointing this out and talking. They're not in on the Fed. They're they're outside. They're outsiders, so they say that. So those on the inside now revealing this maybe makes the difference for those that have been waiting for this kind of information to come out from those particular sources. I'm not saying that uh, the media now is going to cover this and go, well, we're caught, dead to rights. You got us. We've been making it up. The shot is crap. We admit it. The tests are crap. We admit it. That's not likely what's going to happen here. What's going to happen here is that some more people will be peeled off from the, uh, the narrative. And that's okay. That's a step in the right direction. In the meantime, the media will still scramble. The feds will still scramble. There'll be people that are, are defenders of the uh, faith, so to speak, the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism and all that they do. And they'll do increasingly desperate things like uh, uh, frivolous lawsuits. And we'll get to that this hour as well. As we are here live today, uh, from the Jonathan E. Mord event, the authoritarians and critical race theory. And I think I have actually, let me just hold this up for you to see, see if I can see it. There it is. This is the uh, program, Defend Liberty, Defeat Socialism, the Authoritarians and Critical Race Theory with Jonathan E. Moore and a bunch of others. And this uh, this event is going to be an hour and a half after we finish our live broadcast, uh, 6.30 Eastern time is when we begin. So look forward to seeing you all there and, and join us on any, any means you can, especially live.brideon.com. So there's a second clip here uh, that goes to the heart of, uh, well, the word evil, E-V-I-L, is actually utilized by the insiders in talking about what is going on within this, these organizations, these bureaucratic oligarchies, as Jonathan has talked about so many years, F-D-A, C-D-C, and all of that. And the question is, for these federal employees, will there be retaliation? Let's watch this clip. It's really sad. 
She had just come back from surgery from leave. So what are we looking at here? You're looking at me transferring her um, to uh, a higher level of care that could handle her condition. And this is a, col a colleague at your hospital who got sick. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. And she was coerced into taking it. Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? It's not what a lot of people would do. They're scared, they're afraid. Are you afraid? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid because my faith lies in God and not man. This is evil at the, the highest level. You have the FDA, you have the CDC that are both supposed to be protecting us. Are you afraid they're gonna retaliate against you? Yeah. I'm a federal employee. What other federal employees do you see coming out? Yeah, and these are people that do not gain from this. This is the other thing when they say, well, they're just trying to get a book deal. No, there's no major publishing house that wants to reveal the scandal. They're all in on it. So when you argue that, oh, well, she's just trying to get publicity, it's like, what good is coming out of this for these people, these federal whistleblowers? They become attacked. They become uh, uh, you know, targets for retaliation. And as she said, she's not afraid because her faith is in God. And I think that's an, another powerful message that uh, you know, I try to reiterate here all of the time. That fear comes from uh, an absence of God and spirit, a disconnect. Now, it's not God disconnecting from us. It's not spirit disconnecting from us. I believe it's our choice. We're making choices to disconnect. And that's our freedom. We are given that kind of freedom. But in that freedom to choose poorly, as I said, fear creeps in. And that could be your symptom or litmus to say, hey, am I on the right track? Am I on the wrong track? How will I know? Well, are you afraid? If you're afraid, I argue it's not of God. It's more of government or Luciferian agendas that utilize fear to keep you in line with their nefarious schemes and agendas and uh, what? Disempowerment? The belief that you could inject synthetic man-made RNA to, to reprogram protein synthesis within the body and that's not an abomination in the eyes of God? I, I, you know, I just look at that and I go, how is this even a, a discussion point, right? Uh, why is there even a debate? When people say, shouldn't I have a religious option to say no? And they say, no, your religion has nothing in its, in its church dogma that says anything about mRNA. Well, well duh. They, they didn't have the language to use mRNA back in the day they wrote the book. Much less injections of foreign animal proteins or aborted fetal cell lines, whether they be injections or drugs and pills, utilizing babies that were killed. For what? For what? Oh, well, we want to advance science. No, you, you want to advance enslavement of the, of the people. You want to disconnect them from their divinity. That's what's the reality of what's happening here. And, you know, I, I just look at this woman and these people now that are stepping up. I'm like, God bless them. Please send a prayer. Say, say, say something nice because they'll need all the help they can get as they become the object of not affection, but of derision, of maybe even legal activity and lawsuits uh, but uh, like I said it, it, it's difficult I recognize you've lived a life your whole life and you had a perception of reality of the world around you and suddenly it's removed like the rug is pulled from under you or the 
curtain slides sideways on either end and suddenly you're seeing the ugly men behind the curtain pulling the levers. And, and then what do you do with that information? It's almost too much. For some people it is too much. And they need our help and our love and support. You, if, look, here's the analogy I've used over the years. If you are a lifeguard and you have to dive into a pool or the ocean to save a drowning victim, you race to get them to help them. But the moment you get close enough where they could reach you, you do a quick reverse to assess the situation. Because the worst thing that could happen is that in their panic state, they grab you, injure you, and drag you down under then two people drown, not just one. And so you find a safe way to enter. Or in some cases, you realize it's not safe until they are at a point where they can't do harm to you. So I'm not asking you to, 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 to go into harm's way to wake people up or to save them if they're not calling out for help. But if they are, to be ready, but to also do it in a way that doesn't end in your demise. I'm not arguing for martyrdom. And I don't think these ladies that we just saw, federal whistleblowers through Project Veritas, are trying to become martyrs. That's not my sense of what's going on here. But ask for wisdom, pray for wisdom, pray for guidance, but then be quiet and sit and listen to be guided to do the thing that would be most helpful for those involved, or maybe it's just yourself if you're just talking about, hey, what do I do? I'm not sure what to do at this moment in time. So Super D, let me bring you back in here uh, as far as uh, that second clip. It is quite concerning to witness uh, these whistleblowers and their concern about their own lives, much less their livelihood. I mean, this, this gets to a matter of serious life and death when we're talking at the levels they're discussing. Yeah. Well, you well, figure they're, they're probably, probably not going to have a career after this, <clears throat> after coming out like this. So you're right. I mean, they've got what it would seem more to lose than to gain uh, by doing this. And you would think that this is, you know, just, uh, you know, these people have a conscience. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're coming, coming forward. But I would recommend, this is um, just a part one video. It was like a 13-minute video that they put out yesterday. And there's, there's going to be a part two that's supposed to be coming out. So there's a lot more even to this video, this first one that came out. So what you, I, I highly recommend that you head on over to projectveritas.com where you can see the full video. It's also on their, their uh, YouTube channel. Um, and check out the other stuff there. Because it is, I mean, listen, it's Project Veritas. You know, this is what they specialize in. And uh, they, they try and provide a, a safe harbor for whistleblowers to come forward and expose this stuff. Because otherwise, without a Project Veritas, a lot of this stuff, just, we wouldn't know about it. Yeah. So they, they do a great job. Well, and, and you know, one of the things when we talk about retaliation, I don't know that they'll be able to go through the courts necessarily and retaliate with these federal employees because there might be whistleblower protection, right? Well, well I, I think, think the retaliation is they're going to be they're they're gonna gonna get fired. They're going to lose their job. job. Yeah, you know? and, and be blacklisted so they can't find yeah. other work, perhaps. Yeah, right. right. Like, like what, what hospitals can hire under that nurse now? now right? right, right. But now we expand out to the realm of of reporting, uh, covering information, uh, presenting it in a way that's not approved, that hasn't you know followed the narrative. Right, people that have genuine and sincere questions about what COVID is or isn't, what the vaccines are or aren't, are they safe? Are they not? Are they somewhere in between? And reporting not just because they're given public relation firm scripts to read, like on the evening news or the 24-hour news network, Superdon, but that they just have a perspective that's different, unapproved, and maybe even unpopular. And so what's the way you can shut those people down? What have we seen over the past year plus? 
we've seen an increased move towards censorship through social media, through other means of what they call deplatforming. We've been deplatformed on YouTube. We've lost our uh, uh, podcast on Spotify. Thankfully, we've got dozens and dozens of other sites that picked up the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, we are now going out, of course, uh, archived through Brideon.com, and we now have a little bit of simulcast time each week with Brideon.tv. So we find ways around it to communicate to the best of our ability based on what? Our freedom to speak. Our freedom to speak. Now, some have heard, well, you've had, you have a freedom of speech, but you don't have a freedom of reach. That's been a rhyme that has played out, too, when they say, well, yeah, you're fine to say what you want, but you just can't do it here. Okay, even though the federal government has had a subtle but powerful, uh, uh, let's say, uh, influence over the social media networks and YouTube to ban us or others. And so what is the next phase of this? We've seen recently this scam report about what they call the disinfo dozen. And it turns out when they said like uh, these 12 or so people are responsible, many of them are friends of ours with like 75% of all misinformation going through, for instance, Facebook. And then we happened to, well, go to Facebook and find out what they said about it. They did an internal investigation and audit of those 12 individuals mentioned in that Stop Digital Hate uh, Scam AstroTurf group. And uh, what did they find out? Super Don, do you remember what was the percent? It wasn't 75%, it wasn't 65%, it wasn't 55, 45, 35, 25, 15, or even 5%. Do you yeah. remember that number? It, well, I don't remember the exact number, but I know it was... Less than half a percent. More minor, yeah. It's all 12 and then some. Less than half a percent. So now we have a story. And do you have that story? Do we have it linked up in the show notes as well? I know we're going to play a couple of we, video clips. We well. do. And, and I, I just, just want to I just want to say that, I, you know, finding this story we're about, about to cover was just some... It was just random luck... That I, I came across, across this because I have searched high and low through the news on the internet. And I can't, I can't find this anywhere except for this one news story that is uh, from a local NBC station in San Diego, California. You would think this would be headline news everywhere. And this is the only source. So it's like I, I feel like we kind of got the scoop on this. Because, because nobody's talking about this. this. I reached out uh, to some people on this disinformation doesn't list, and they had no idea that this was even going on. So I think you guys are hearing this for the first time here on the show. Okay. Do you want? Do you have the clip, or do you want to show me the video? Oh, you got the video. All right. Let's give a give a listen to this uh, news report out of San Diego. Well, and let me preface this that I, I didn't play the entire thing. Prior to this clip, I'm about to show here. They sh- they they told a story about a woman. Whose husband died of COVID nineteen, and she said that we thought this was a scam. We thought that, that, that this was just political, uh, but uh, now I know that it's not. And uh, my husband died of COVID nineteen, and then it goes to this next clip here. That I'll show you right here. A recent Center for Countering Digital Hate study identified just 12 people responsible for generating more than 65% of vaccine misinformation online. The so-called disinformation doesn't. They really are a very small and tight group of people that are responsible for a tremendous amount of damage. Those are the people. 
who I believe should be held accountable for this. Attorney Brian Rothschild says he can't pass laws preventing misinformation, but... I mean, I can make it expensive. Rothschild represents spouses, children, and parents of unvaccinated COVID victims in soon-to-be-filed wrongful death suits against the disinformation doesn't. Now, if you heard what he said there, this lawyer, and, and this, to me, is the definition of pettifogging shyster. For those of you who don't know legal Black's Law Dictionary, that's a legitimate word of art, very clearly defined, pettifogging shyster. Now, you're going to hear in the second clip that he, he's trying to sound very sincere about, I want to I wanna, you know, hold these people accountable, whether he believes it or not. Again, I can't read into his heart or his mind. I sense what I have. I have an opinion about it. But this guy wants to make it what? Expensive. He can't write laws that, that prohibit freedom of speech. But he thinks he can make it expensive for those people so they're less likely to want to speak out. See, this is the idea of frivolous lawsuits. He might have a belief about it, but there's no basis in, let's say, validating your belief to say, I believe this person died or this person was harmed because of what you said. That somehow they were harmed because of what you said. That's a very high bar to reach. And I think as I talked with Jonathan Ebord before we went to air today, he's talking about in the states where you have anti-slap, S-L-A-P-P, you've heard of that? Anti-slap uh, legislation that allows you to slap back at somebody's throwing a frivolous suit your way. They end up losing, they end up paying all your court costs as well. And I think this is likely to be hit back with in those states uh, with anti-slap responses. But this guy seemingly is all in just wanting to make life miserable for the people who simply have differences of opinion with no basis in fact or reality that their opinions cause somebody to become hurt or die. That's, it's something you won't, you're not gonna be able to reach that level in court scrutiny. Evidence is not gonna support it, but I don't think he ever cares to do that. It sounds like all he wants to do is bleed these people dry simply for having an opinion that he doesn't like. And it's nasty, it's awful, it's horrible, it's disgusting, and it, it just is a, a, a misuse and abuse of the law. But again, the anti-slap suits might be a way back in there. So they also referenced the 65% number, as you saw in that beginning of that clip. That's demonstrably false already. Facebook alone said those 12 people on that list were responsible for less than half a percent of what they call misinfo or disinfo, but they didn't even qualify that half percent as being validated as misinfo or disinfo, as you see that every day, every hour, every month, every week, the information changes. All right, Super, do you got anything to add to that or should we go right into the next clip? Yeah, yeah let's, let's just, just go, go into the, the next clip. clip. Okay. My first reaction when I heard about this potential lawsuit was, wow, that's a very interesting angle. Legal analyst Dan Eaton says in order to win these cases, Rothschild must prove unvaccinated people died from COVID due to negligent or intentional actions by these misinformers. The challenge in proving this claim is going to be to show that there is a link between the conduct and the death. A challenge made all the more tricky in a time when public health leaders are still sorting out the truth. This is a unique kind of wrongful death lawsuit because you were talking about misinformation related to a pandemic that has a lot of uncertainty surrounding it. So there we go. We got uh, an acknowledgement from another attorney that the likelihood of succeeding 
in a case like this is slim to none. But as I said, I don't think the intention is to win. It's just to tie good people up in lawsuits because they have a difference of opinion. And that opinion difference is what? It's about COVID. It's about the experimental jabs. It's about so much that is in dispute. And now we have federal level whistleblowers pointing out the obvious. So where, where are we to go with this other than to warn our friends, hey, maybe you need to call Jonathan Emord and get him plugged into this to slap back at these frivolous suits based on claims of sincere emotional angst or, or, or fear, whatever it is, because they're so into the death cult. They don't even know that they're a member of the cult, that they're willing to basically harm people simply for having a difference of opinion. Super D, you got anything to add to that? Uh, this, this is, is a big... big so I'm, I'm, just, just, I'm, I'm so shocked, shocked that this, this is something that is only on this one station. station. I mean, this, this guy is, is going to be fighting actually in this next clip, but it'll explain in a little more detail. detail. But uh, th- th- this, this is, is no small, small thing that's happening here. here. Yeah. Um, in fact, why don't, why don't we just play the clip here? Well, let me just say this real quick. No, no, yeah, no, okay. find it, but let me just say this. If you're angry with somebody because you don't like their opinion and you make a statement, you believe, maybe you believe it, that, oh man, what you said actually hurt me or hurt somebody and somebody died because of what you said. I mean, you get, think back critically about this. Can you prove it? Probably not. But if your intent is not to prove it, it's only to harm people financially, that is a misuse and abuse of the courts. And this is where this guy, however sincere someone might think he is or he might pretend to be, I don't know him. It is a misuse and abuse of the courts. And this is one of the reasons why I used the term I did regarding uh, a description of him. So let's hear from this angry Rothschild guy as he uh, goes after or attempts to or threatens to go after many of our friends. Do you have that clip ready? Something that that is certain for Rothschild, this is personal. For a long time, I felt helpless. I've had friends die, very near and dear friends to me, before the vaccines were available. And I felt sort of helpless about that. And I think a lot of us have and do. But now that vaccines are generally available and people are still dying, I feel angry about that. And I can't. I can't sit idly by and allow that sort of thing to go on without searching for an answer, searching for a way to diminish it or reduce that type of harm in our society. And I think this is a way. Rothschild says his firm plans to file mass action lawsuits by the end of next month. Okay, sorry, I broke into that too early, but I don't mind that the guy wants to find a way to reduce harm. You know, the, the, the motivation, if you want to go to that Super D, It's not the problem here. The problem I have with this is that he is completely either ignorant or, 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 how would I say that, irresponsibly arrogant to believe that the shots that he says, now that we have shots available, there are none that are authorized beyond emergency use authorization. There are no standardized FDA-approved ones. Comirnaty is not anywhere in the United States. And arguably, the results out of Israel are very clear to show that the shot does not work long term, at best short term, but even then the adverse events are piling up, piling up, piling up, that he will lose every suit he engages in if there's you know, a halfway decent response. 
but it sounds like he is convinced that all he needs to do is just tie people up in the courts and bleed them of money. This to me is disgusting. That's the part I, I don't like about what he's doing. It's fine. We believe different about this thing. But, you know, if I if I believed he's harming somebody from his speech just to go in, I'm going to sue you and tie you up in court. Let's say he wasn't a lawyer. Right. And then you bleed them dry in lawyers fees or people that don't know how to defend themselves. That to me is disgusting. Absolutely yeah. disgusting. And so you see our friends up there on the screen that may be the subject of these uh, of these attacks. And I would say reach out to Jonathan Emord. He knows exactly what to do to slap them back down. S.L.A.P.P. in that regard. Super D, am I giving too much courtesy to this guy? I don't, I don't you know. Honestly, honestly, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I mean like, so this, this is brand, brand new. new. And, and it, it just blew, blew me out of my chair, chair this, this morning, morning when I saw this. I reached out to Ty and I was like, hey, man, check this out. He had, he had no idea anything about it. Um, so this, this just happened like 24 hours ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, so apparently this guy is going to be filing wrongful death lawsuits against everybody and the dis disinformation does in multiple states. So it's not just in one state where this guy was in, in California. He's talking about across the country and he's representing thousands of people. So... This, this has, has the potential, potential to be a, a, a real big, big headache, headache uh, possibly. Um, so, oh, I, yeah, I, look, I mean, dude, I know what this is like. I, you know, back in the in the '90s, uh, when I, the company I was working with, the homeopathic laboratory, was subject to one of those uh, Prop 65, uh, or it was a I don't know if it was Prop 65 related out of California, but a, a, a guy that was just suing every homeopathic manufacturer, saying your claims are not substantiated, you're not FDA approved, on and on it went. And you remember our friend Dr. King spent over $100,000, I don't know how much, but six figures on defense. He, he eventually won. Well, well wasn't, wasn't, that, uh, wasn't, wasn't that Barrett? Barrett? It was related it was, to all the stuff Barrett was doing at the time. Wax, Barrett, watch, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was related, yeah. but it wasn't actually the plaintiff. It was one of those uh, petty-fogging oh, okay. shyster groups, I will say it oh, again. Okay. And right. uh, I, I worked with somebody that was a non-lawyer and had the thing remanded to federal court in Atlanta at the time out of L.A., and they dropped the suit. But others spent a lot of money to get it dropped because it was, if not outright frivolous, it was just something to do to attack people that you didn't like or companies that you didn't like or philosophies on healing and healthcare that you didn't like. And it was just like, dude, just compete in the marketplace of ideas. If you got something better, it's obvious that the things that our friends are saying, if they're so wrong, they wouldn't have any life at all. But then the claim that your, your friends died from it, look, I've lost friends too. Richard Pearl, Angie, right? Not a nurse. I don't know, still, still to this day, we don't have any evidence to say Chris had a COVID, but they went into the hospital. And then they were put on remdesivir, as far as I know, and I know with Richard, and then they destroyed his kidneys, which destroy the lungs, then they put him on a ventilator, and then he's dead. And how many people have gone through this and are going through this? If this guy has truly the compassion, which I... I do have doubts about based on his, his closed mindedness or his targeting and attacking of good people that are just re <laughs> revealing information that he doesn't like. Uh, yeah. You know, there's plenty of people that deserve maybe worse than suits that are doing this within hospital settings as such. So, again, I'm torn well, because well, I, I, I think, think he should he, he ought to be suing the CDC. Yeah. Yeah. That's for spreading misinformation. Right? How, how much confusion, how how much confusion right. and doubt has the CDC created? For, for people about whether these vaccines work, whether yeah. should you should take them or not, masks, whether they work or they don't work, or where everything's good now, we don't know, hold it, you know, there's been nothing but mixed messages from the CDC and Anthony Fauci for months, you know, so are they not culpable? 
You know, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they, they are. are. But you, you know, know here's one other, other angle before we move on. on. Yeah. Um, you, you know, know I, I've been somewhat following this, this Center for Countering Digital Hate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, organization, if you want to call it that. Right. And uh, Nimrod Ahmed, who's the, the, the guy that founded it. Um, I suspect, with no proof, but it's just speculation, that what's happening now with the filing of uh, wrongful death lawsuits, I believe that this was probably uh, something that was, if not anticipated but planned, or even a part of the plan with the uh, or that organization. Yeah. Uh, this is like, like you know, phase, phase two. Because, you know, I've, I've followed this ever since they, they popped up on the internet, you know, as a thing. And the disinformation doesn't. I mean, that, that is like it, the, 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 mo- the, the momentum behind that campaign is something that is being run by one guy because nobody cares. Oh, what happened? I lost Super Don. I don't know what happened there. Hopefully we'll get him back in a moment. This Nimrod guy keeps showing up and keeps trying, trying to push, push this and push it and push it. it. So it would not surprise me if this was the next phase of a plan by this guy to try and continue to go after this quote dozen people, which at this point, as you you, you pointed out, that whole idea that they, have, that they are responsible for 65% of the misinformation that's out on Facebook, that's been disproven. That's not even accurate anymore. So why is it this guy will not stop at targeting these 12 people? I feel there's a personal vendetta that's going on here. For whatever reason, whether it's from Nimrod himself or somebody putting him up to it, but it doesn't make any sense right now. If you look at the way this thing has trended on the Internet and then not trended on the Internet, that this, this guy, guy is pushing and pushing and pushing. He's got some kind of, there's like blood in the water with this guy. Right. And I don't know why he's doing it, but it seems to me that it's very suspect that this suddenly now we've got wrongful death lawsuits that are going to be filed, which is absolutely insane. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. And there's no way to, I don't believe it's going to stand up in court just like you, just like But it's like, how much, how much, how many, how many of our friends who are already hurting significantly from all the censorship? The, the diminishment of their outreach. Yeah. Are they that's a good thing, thing according, according to Nimrod. I'm, I'm sure he's enjoying, enjoying that. So, so now, now it's just, I, I, I got to, I don't know, again, it's, it, it might be a conspiracy thing, but I just, I just, I just have, have a feeling that he has something to do with this. It's strategy, y'all. Folks, at yeah. that level, there's strategy involved. If they can't get the government to censor you, how are they going to get to, well, they hurt you in the pocketbook. It's always been the case economically. <clears throat> Economic freedom, it, 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 you know, it's fundamental to all freedom as well. And also the reliance on the Federal Reserve System again comes into play here. The banking system, we've talked about uh, some, some uh, uh, bank accounts have been shut down and our friends who are, well, they're politically, they're the wrong political belief or they're questioning uh, you know, certain COVID unrealities and beliefs. Social credit scores are coming. This is all through the teaching of Marxism in schools again leading up to this collectivism and why we are here at Jonathan E. Mord's event Defending Liberty, Defeat Socialism, The Authoritarians and Critical Race Theory. Let me see. Yeah, there it is. And that's going to be happening today at uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time until 9 p.m. And we've got a, a, just a lineup that's incredible here. You can see some of the people. Cheryl Chumley, our good friend. We'll get to get to see her a little later. Uh, John, little, John Doolittle was a member of Congress for 20 years, I believe. Jonathan Emort, of course. Uh, we've got such great folks, some of whom we've interviewed over the past weeks and in leading up to this. Uh, Dan Burton, 
Uh, boy, he's a he, he's an institution. He's been he's done some great stuff over the years. And then Norm Singleton, Norm from uh, Campaign for Liberty. So there's some great stuff happening today after the Robert Scott Bell Show. In addition to what we're doing here in the humidity of Virginia. I forgot what humidity was like, Super D. I'm, do you see me glowing? Am I glowing? Is it a space cadet glow? What's happening here? You, you've, you've got, got a, a nice complexion. complexion. By, By the, the way, way, I don't know if people, people are saying in the chat room, there's an echo when I talk. talk. And I don't, I, I don't hear it. Yeah. Uh, so, so I apologize. But I don't know. It, it could be annoyed. my fault for all I know. You know? I think, I think it's, it's something to do with, with, with whatever it is that's going on here with the setup that we've got. Dude, I, I hope we can fix it for, for uh, later, but I apologize, y'all. There's been so much behind the scenes getting ready to do this broadcast. I don't do remotes that often anymore, and uh, so you can only check it often in real time. And as far as the video and audio on my end, I can hear. I know you only hear me on one channel, but Super Don, when you go to podcast, I think you go to, to uh, not stereo, but to uh, mono. It's mono, so, so the podcast will be fine. The podcast yeah. will be fine, so... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do with it what we can. Real quick, I want to say uh, thank you and a shout out to our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. This is the stuff that's getting me through the day, every day. Uh, the intensity, getting some certified organic hemp CBD. I don't know if that'll focus on that. Let's see if it'll focus there. It wants to focus on everything else. But anyway, if you go to CBDNF.com, you can sign up to become a customer for our, friend, for our friends at Nutritional Frontiers, Jamie Dorley and the gang. They'll be joining us at the Health Freedom Expo. And we have Julie Whitman-Klein joining us next hour. We'll talk about previewing that and all the wonderful things happening at Trinity School of Natural Health. But this stuff, certified organic, U.S. grown hemp, CBD, topical, transdermal. They got the oils. They got the gel caps. They got the capsules. They got the hemp boost. They got gummies. And Super D, I love this stuff. I'm not kidding you. This has been amazing. I'm going to take some right now while you take over. Oh, no, no pressure, pressure there. there. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Tell them what they do when they go to CBDNF.com. Ready, go. CBDNF.com. In fact, I should bring it up for you so you can see it. But, uh, oh, you know what? As a matter of fact, how about this? What happens is you go to CBDNF.com, create a free account. They will send you a, uh, a package of samples. Uh, and what, what you, you do, do is you do what like Shelly did here, and you take a picture of your samples, and you send those to me, and we will put you in the running for a giveaway at the end of the month mm -hmm. from CBD, uh, or excuse me, from Nutritional Frontiers, and they will send you a gift basket with a whole bunch of cool stuff in it. And this, I just got this in, I think it was last night or this morning from Shelly. Shelly's looking great there. Yeah. CBD so again, done right. CBDNF.com. Uh, and it, it, it can, can be, be a little, little bit tricky. tricky. Uh, when, when you go there, up in the right, up at the corner, corner it'll, it'll be a place, place for you to log in. in. So you, so you click, click on log in, in then, then it will give you an option to be able to sign up for a free account. account. It doesn't cost you anything. And, and then, then you'll, you'll get your free stuff, stuff take your picture, and uh, you, you might, might be a lucky, lucky winner. So how, how do you like my grog teacup? Check this out. That is cool. Grog, yeah, I uh -huh. just grabbed it from Jonathan's, uh, well, his family, his daughter. I said, give me a big cup. That's not big enough. And she brought this out. I got, yeah, I want this one. Yeah, that's, 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 that's big, big enough. enough. Yeah. I got my yerba mate and dandelion combo in here. It's lovely, sweetened with a little organic stevia. Nice. Mm -mm -mm. Keeping me going after flying in last night late and getting up and, and, and having at it. So, uh, you know, it was interesting. I, I, you know, I talked to folks off off the air. Yes, I do. Believe it or not, Super Don and I talk off the air. I talk to other people off the air. Yeah, there's a life beyond the, the show. And I didn't I, know that. I'm, I'm jealous, jealous now. 
You're not, not supposed, supposed to talk to anybody, anybody else. else. So I'm just going to make this generic. There's an, uh, an old elderly gentleman, nice man, 82 years old. He's been diabetic for, gosh, about 20 years at least. And he, he, uh, he said he started developing uh, some like purplish, bluish colorations, discolorations under his fingernails. And he's been on metformin for 15, 20 years. He takes 30 uh, units of insulin a day. He's on uh, a statin drug. And I'm talking to him about, you know, this is clearly a vascular issue, right? And also, he said he got both Pfizer jabs. No vascular potential damage there, right? You've already had vascular weakness. He said for 20 years, he's also had uh, very diff easy bruising. You know, the slightest touch will bruise him. And uh, so nothing new. But he started taking another dietary supplement. He's wondering, hey, is this causing my problem? I'm like, after all this, you think the dietary supplement is causing your problem? And then, to top it all off, Super D, you will not believe what he does every day. After all of that, I heard. And the guy's 82. He sounds fine from a, a vocalization perspective, Super D. No. He still smokes a pack a day. Oh. Well, you know. I, I said to this guy, they were doctor recommended back, back in the 50s. 50s. Yeah, but he's, I said, I said to this guy, I said, you've got the strongest con constitution of anybody I know. I would be dead. Most people would be dead. And he's yeah. at 82, and he's like, I'm a little worried about this bleeding thing. I was like, and he's still taking that supplement, and it, it was clearing up anyway. Uh, but the perspective we have on our health, you know, after doing all of those drugs that they would call up and say, I wonder if this dietary supplement is harming me. Has anybody ever encountered that? Is it just me? Anyway, I'm going to risk it. Remember the old question of the day theme? Super yeah. I have it here right now. I'm going to play it and really? see what happens. If we go off the air, it's my fault, not yours. <laughs> okay. And then you, you get ready to show the questions of the day on the screen so I can read them, hopefully. All right. All right? Okay. Here we go. Three, right. two, one. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. <laughs> How about that? You remember that? Question of the day theme? So here we go, questions of the day. This first one is coming from uh, Mike T out of Kentucky. He says, RSB, I'm a long time listener, probably about 10 years. I know one of the major side effects of the jab is blood clotting. Yes, for people that have had the jab, not me, what is an alternative to aspirin for blood thinning? I've heard mixed info on white willow bark. What are the best healthy natural alternatives to aspirin? Thank you for all you do. And you too, Super D. That was from well, Mike T in Kentucky. Thank you I, very much. I love it when they acknowledge Super D. Well, you know, it's a great question. And I know there are a lot of doctors, integrative and holistically inclined doctors that are still saying aspirin, 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 take a baby aspirin. But there's a downside long term, including bleed outs, which is, you know, the opposite of, of clotting, coagulating, right? Thinning the blood, of course, hydration alone is significant to thin the blood. Just to have adequate hydration every day could be significant, maybe enough. There is a, a, a supplement, a dietary supplement called natokinase, natokinase, N-A-T-T-O-K-I-N-A-S-E. It's like an enzyme, if you will, plant-based, and uh, uh, it, it actually helps to reduce blood platelet aggregation without causing bleed outs. So I would look to do that along with hydration, preferably molecular hydrogen in the water, like the echo antioxidant water, to facilitate and supercharge other activities and actions. And another thing, nitric oxide. 
My friend Mike T of Kentucky, are you not yet drinking every day your cardio miracle? And and I brought the, let me see if I have the packets with me. To you know, I traveled with, because I don't travel with that big tin of, uh, of, let me see, do I have them in here? I'll see if I can find them for you and I'll show you. But they have travel uh, packets as well, as I'm reaching in here. Do you, do you have any travel packets or just the big uh, buckets? I, I'd, I'd have, have to step, step away, away for like, like 10, 10 seconds, seconds, but I, I can grab it real quick if you want. Yeah, I'm just talking about stuff okay. as I'm, I'm reaching for it in my bag, which by the way, this time I didn't forget. Oh yeah, here I can show you. So this is the Cardio Miracle. These are single serve packs. And uh, I basically emptied one of these into a couple of water bottles and had my Cardio Miracle in the morning today which was awesome. So if you go to CardioMiracle.com, remember the code RSB to get 15% off my tea, and that will help as well. Now, from a homeopathic perspective, what do you got there? Oh yeah, that's a packet of them. So they come in a packet, and th this is the... Hold on, hold on. See the Cardio Miracle? Here. They look, they look like, like that. that. I blocked out my eyes so you can see it. Oh, my eyes, my eyes. There's the Cardio Miracle. Anyway, fantastic product. It facilitates nitric oxide production while simultaneously reducing peroxynitrite production, which according to Malinsky, one of the top researchers on the planet, and he had his article peer-reviewed when he assessed this, is it's published in the major uh, literature, that this product solved the problem no one else had solved. That is, normally when you facilitate nitric oxide production increases, you have a simultaneous rise in peroxynitrite, which is a very dangerous pro-oxidant dangerous oxidative inflammatory. So it reduces that while helping the nitric oxide. That helps your blood vessels, your heart, the muscle, everything smooth, and of course, issues of coagulation. So second question of the day, do you have that in front so we can read, read about that? Okay, here it is. Let's max it out so I can even read it. This is from Karen. Karen says, I work in healthcare. Please advise a healthy non-graphene oxide mask. These masks are giving me headaches. Thank you kindly, Karen. Well, that's not the least of your problems, but headaches are indicative of, of other problems, including uh, a low oxygenation, uh, increased CO2 as well. So you can either choose your own fabric and make your own mask, or you can go to our friends at silverrightglobal.com. And Silverright Global, Lisa Hill has made silver-infused masks. In other words, the threads, the fibers are utilizing silver and its power to neutralize any microbes that could be harmful to you. And of course, they're not made with anything that contains the graphene oxide, like in many of those sort of semi-paper masks, N95s and other things that you don't want or need to breathe in that have been under microscopy, shown strange fibrous emanations that almost look like Morgellons fibers. Very strange stuff. So uh, Karen, reach out to Silver Right Global. I think there's a they're the same people that make the silver pillows that I sleep on. In fact, I travel with my silver pillow. Yes, I do. Not only do I use the sovereign silver in my nose if I need it, but I sleep on a silver pillow and uh, you can do that too. So let's see what else we got here as far as questions of the day. Next one, do you have there? Let's see. I see Julie Whitman Klein's almost ready to come on. I'm so excited about that. All right. This is, can you read this one? This is from Mina. Mina says, I've been listening to you for a couple of years and have learned so much and love your show. Thank you for being on the side of health freedom. The question may not be something you can directly help me with, but my daughter was approved for a religious exemption from the COVID shot this fall in college, but now the school is preventing her from doing some activities, but not others due to her status. Do you know if this is legal or can we fight back? Any advice you can refer me to someone who can answer this? Thanks for all you do, Mina. All right, this is a valid, very important question to uh, ask, and I'll, I'll try to answer it a little bit. I'm not a lawyer, I don't pretend to be one. 
Jonathan Emord would be better on this subject. But uh, there was a case out of Utah up in Summit County, which is uh, where, uh, what is that city up there? Park City is. Very liberal in, in Utah. It's a place where all the Californians apparently went and brought their politics. So, you know, they're all in on mask mandates and vaccine mandates and on and testing mandates and stuff. And so this family, this woman, uh, spent her own money to fight back on such a mandate that said, in order to participate in extracurricular activities, particularly sports activities, you would either have to get the jab or you would have to get tested every week, something like that. And she filed suit in Utah and won and beat that mandate back. They withdrew the mandate. Of course, it was never lawful or legal. And so the same thing I would say at the collegiate level, if you have the right strategy, the right lawyer, or if you know enough about the law, you should be able to push back and have that nullified through your action, threat of lawsuit or actual suit, because that is discrimination, unlawful discrimination, even segregation. This, these are things playing out through the courts. I'm not giving you advice. I'm just sharing with you a story that was successful at one level and could be precedent, certainly in Utah, but maybe other states can be borrowed. I'll have to dig into that and find out where that uh, uh, legal precedent was made. But if you look for the uh, Health Independence Alliance, I think it's called, and that's out of Utah on Telegram, that's a group that can help. Or if you join Fans of RSB Show on Telegram, maybe we can connect and cross-pollinate to get you plugged in, Mina, to that uh, uh, case and hopefully help you in your situation with your daughter. In other words, take your kid out of school, don't send them to college. Wait, no, that's not what I said, was it? It, it might be a consideration, I'm just saying. Especially if they're teaching the kids Marxism like they are in high school, uh, maybe in college too. And that's another issue of why we're here today with Jonathan E. Mord for the critical race theory uh, event, authoritarians, the authoritarians and critical race theory. That's happening at 6.30 this evening, Eastern Time, and that will be at live.brideon.com. That's our plan for the afternoon. Now, having said that, I'm going to do another thing that's crazy, Super. Do you remember our old Comet of the Day theme before we get to uh, Julie? We're almost there. Okay. okay. Living dangerously. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, you guys! Hey, I tell you what. Hey, here's an idea. Ow. Hey, listen up, everybody. Excuse me. All right, here's our comment of the day. Super Don has it up on the screen. Let me see if I can bring it up. See what we got here from Ryan. I'm going to read most of it until I can't. Okay, you ready? It would be nice if the powers that be, this is from Ryan, it would be nice if the powers that be, that be just admitted that they messed up and do better next time. There is no reason that vaccines need to be developed and tested on fetal cell lines obtained through abortion. It would be relatively easy to start new cell strains that were actually ethically harvested from either the placenta or umbilical cords of live births. Perhaps even tissue of non-viable pregnancies such as anencephaly, child with no brain formation that required termination for valid reasons could be used. In both of these issues, the mother could give ethical consent and there should be not be qualms of conscience. Many people won't eat foods that are unethically produced, and that is their choice. Can you finish up with this, the next sentence to the end? Uh, yeah, the vaccine companies and all the drug companies know this, but they're too lazy to develop ethical cures because they simply don't care. Their ignorance uh, to morality is mm -hmm. the, f the fault, not the people who try to live by a higher standard. By Ryan. You know, this is a good question. I would love to, to, to answer, answer, ask this, this question of, of like, like a, a scientist, scientist or something. Because yeah. logically, for the layman down here, 
Um, that, that makes a whole lot, lot of sense. sense. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking if they, they could, if they can come, come up with mRNA vaccines, right? You know, and in record time, you know, they could do all these these, these things. Why would they not be able to use a different cell line other than the one from an aborted uh, a child from, from the, the 60s or whatever it is? Is there well, some reason why we can't use something different? No, Ryan is correct. They have the technology to take it from uh, placental cells, these kinds of things. And even adults have stem cells. So I would, you would say, think that they would have done that by now. Then, then, then they, they could say, say, oh, now, now you have, have no reason to, to ask for a religious exemption, right? But you know what I believe is the case? That at some level, and maybe not at the level that Ryan's talking about, but at, at the highest levels, they actually are... How do I say this? I mean, I don't want to cuss, but they're evil. They actually enjoy destroying life. They actually want to utilize babies that they kill. I'm sorry to say it, but this is what we have See, to wake up from and our to me, Think about all of the money, the effort, and, and everything that they're putting into trying to get people to, to, to get vaccinated. Would it not make sense, instead of spending a million dollars to do a study on, on whether crawfish can run on a treadmill, um, which is, is a real thing. I think it was shrimp, actually. It was one of the crazy things that they earmarked money for in a bill not that long ago. Uh, instead of spending that money on stupid stuff, wouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't, couldn't you say, hey, look, Joe Biden, all those people out there, they're getting religious exemptions, right? Uh, because your vaccine is uh, was tested on aborted fetal cells. If you just came up with a different cell line, then maybe those people will get vaccinated. Then your vaccination rate could go up and everybody would be happy and rainbows and unicorns, right? Yeah, but you're a little naive here on this. They, they, of course, they want to utilize force to get you to comply, make your life difficult to impossible based on what you perceive life to be in order to do that. They don't care about you know, getting more people, even though they want more people shot up. They don't want to do it the easy way. They still want to sacrifice babies because they're, they're sick and twisted. And there are people on this planet that are unfortunately... Well, let me just put it this way, way then. Yeah. I, I think, think it would, would be interesting to get, get one, one of these guys on law, you know, record. record. Mm. With, with an explanation because they're not going to go well no we don't, don't want to do that because we're evil and twisted they've well, got to come up with some kind of an explanation i would be interested to hear what that explanation is well you can talk to them i'll be too disgusted to talk with them oh just, uh, you know who i'm not disgusted to talk to? <laughs> our good friend what? julie whitman klein she's awesome we love her so much her whole family and the the team at at, at uh trinity and and we got the health freedom expo coming up so get ready y'all next hour we got her on for about a half hour here uh, before the Jonathan E. Mord event. And, of course, Jonathan E. Mord is going to join me and so many other awesome people at the Health Freedom Expo coming up. We'll talk about that, the Legacy Summit, all the classes coming up. Also, the new thing with clinical homeopathy, which I'm so excited about, that we talked about last week. Uh, so that and a whole lot more coming up in about, well, less than three minutes from now. That's happening. So stand by. Julie's ready. Super Don is rocking the health world with stereo sound. I'm on the left ear channel. I don't know why. I'm not a leftist. I promise you know me. It's just the left channel of audio. I just don't know. But we're here on remote, and we're going to continue here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hour two coming up after this, because the power to heal is yours.
Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. And away we go in the uh, hills of Virginia at a secret location. Freedom is restored. Today, live on the air, we are coming from the site of the critical race theory. We're going to knock that out. Defend liberty, defeat socialism. The authoritarians and critical race theory by Jonathan Ebord. And there's going to be an amazing array of guest speakers tonight. We are going to simulcast it, maybe through some of our social media outlets, as well as live.brideon.com. Thanks to our buddy, Mike Adams. And so this is coming up uh, after the show, about 90 minutes. So get ready. Get your, if you're in the East Coast eating dinner, turn it on, watch it, enjoy with us as we uh, step it up for health, freedom, and healing liberty. Now, who else does that right now besides Super Don? It is Julie Whitman-Klein and the crew at Trinity School of Natural Health, the upcoming Trinity Health Freedom Expo. Julie, can you hear me okay? Let me see if I can unmute you, and we should have you live right now. Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Thank you for having me join you today. Oh, it's always a great day when I get to hang out with you, Julie. You know, your family, your dad started so many years ago this mission that you continue so beautifully. And we get the opportunity to share not only that mission, but also the education that's empowering the next generation of healers to step up and not need to treat disease, but to connect body, mind, and spirit, bring it all together and empower people to live healthier lives and to be less vulnerable to a lot of things, including the craziness that's going on around us. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. So thank you. So what is going on today? I, I had on uh, Friday, I don't know what, what happened. I just lost Super D, but uh, on Friday, let me see if I can get you full screen. There you are. But on Friday, I had, uh, who was on with us? Uh, was it Lisa Holt? Can't yes. Was it? Was that right? Yes. And it was her first time on. She was terrific. And she's uh, working with Desbio, a homeopathic company that you guys partnered with to mm -hmm. create a clinical homeopathy course. And I'm so excited because, you know, I did that lecture on demand to kind of intro the concepts. And yes. now it's like, dude, this is really going on. I'm just, I don't have much to say other than I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it'll start September 27th. It's an eight week course and it's one of our 16 courses that we're offering here at Trinity. It's an all start in September. So any program you're interested in, you're able to call an enrollment specialist or student services and we can help you get started. Very cool. So th this is part of the innovation that I see, Julie that you mm -hmm. haven't just stopped and said, yeah, you know, we got a few programs, <laughs> let's just ride with that. Right. I just love that. I don't know how you have the time and energy to continue, but you obviously have a good team of people working together to yes. continue to innovate and say, hey, how can we best serve the needs of those that are genuinely hurting out there? And I'm not only talking about the people that need healing, I'm talking about the healers themselves, whether they be medical or not medical. Mm -hmm to learn things that can impact their lives for the better and help them help others. And that, again, it's a worthy of a mission as there ever was one. Absolutely, it's a ripple effect. And so that's what we're here. Uh, what we do is incredible as far as how many people it reaches and how many lives we are able to touch by the education they receive here at Trinity. So what's the, the next plan when we're together at the Health Freedom Expo? Uh, are people gonna be able to sign up right in person? Do you offer special things for people that actually show up at the Health Freedom Expo to become part of different classes? Yes, Trinity's gonna have a booth and you can stop by and visit any one of the representatives that'll be there. And they will be having a drawing or a special going on for the health coach program. And you can ask questions, learn about it and get started right away. Excellent. So uh, if we look at the uh, location this year, uh, we were 
honestly a little bit nervous about everything that's going on being near Chicago. But as right. far as we can tell, we're, we're a couple of weeks away yes. and everything's moving forward. I want people to think if they were like just not sure that they should plan to be there with us all, it's going to be an amazing time together. Absolutely. You are not going to want to miss it. So, yes, um, Tinley Park Convention Center is outside of Chicago. So we are fortunate enough that uh, masks are optional. And um, so that's up to the discretion of the individual. And we want to make it a safe environment to come and learn and um, just be together. This is all about defending your right to know and your freedom to choose. And now more than ever, Robert, um, it's time to step up and to be well-informed and educated and to support one another. I'm looking at the, uh, the price. I'm still amazed how you do this for the price that you're offering at. Let me just pull it up in my screen here. Uh, let's see, October 2nd and 3rd, Saturday, mm -hmm. Sunday, the whole weekend you can go for 50 bucks. It's that like, are you kidding me? Uh, for a single day, 30 bucks. Now, many of you have, have taken advantage of discounts we've offered, but my gosh, even a full freight, it's nothing to be able to see the things and interact with the folks that are going to be there, including, as I said, Jonathan Emord. We got uh, Ty and Charlene Bollinger coming to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you name mm -hmm. Sherry, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. I've, I've run through a lot of the folks that are going to be there. Many of them are already friends and part of our family here. Uh, mm -hmm. like like 45 different uh, pres presentations. We've got the uh, the health freedom panel. And this year is interesting. We got a mental health panel. Tell me about the idea behind that. Absolutely. The world that we live in. Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf will be one of the panelists, as well as we've got Dr. Todd Frisch and also Jim Evans. And Jim Evans is going to take over our biblical coach program that will be offered next year. So we've got all different people that are going to be there with an awesome um moderator that will be robert scott bell and so we'll be able to find out about the impact the world that we live in how we've been isolated and what has that done to us as individuals as well as our children and the impact of wearing masks and things like that so um, i think just the importance of mental health we're all about body mind and spirit mm -hmm. also dr caroline leaf will have a saturday evening symposium ah. that is an additional fifty dollars buffet will be included and it's about cleaning up your mental mess. So we're really excited to have her. This is her first time coming to the Health Freedom Expo. So um, I know she's gonna have a good time being there presenting. Well, your finger's on the pulse of what's really needed, Julie, because uh, mental health, I think about the things we've been going through and you know we have to do our, I'm gonna say it, people are making fun of me for saying level best. I just heard myself say it before I said it but we really need to address things that are unique to this time that maybe in previous years haven't been a focal point as much, even though mm -hmm. mental health is always important. Mm -hmm. But with what we've been dealing with, it's affecting adults as well as especially young people that are now raised in fear and masked, as you said. And so whoever came up with the idea of doing a mental health panel, kudos to them because this is gonna be really important information we get out. Exactly, we've never had this panel before, so I'm excited to bring it to the expo. Yeah. So what other news? Is there any other breaking news coming up with either with the Trinity coursework that we want to discuss or the expo itself coming up? Because I, I can't keep up every time I turn around. There's something new and awesome. Sure. There's two pieces to share with you. So at this expo, it's going to be recorded. And you will be able then to watch it in February. And so it's February 26 and 27. So we've got that piece coming up. So again, the virtual legacy or virtual health freedom expo. And then I just returned from Indianapolis. I was at the legacy summit. That's our annual 
event where I, it, I so miss being there with you guys. I had a great time that one or two times I've been there already. Yes. How, how did it go? How could it happen without me there? That's just not fair. I know. Well, mark your calendar. September 9 through 11 is our plan for next year. It'll be in Indianapolis and it is a family reunion. Uh, and people were so hungry for the information. The topics were great. Mm -hmm. They were able to get their questions answered and we were able to come to learn. A lot of hands-on opportunities were given. And so you don't wanna miss our annual. You do not have to be a Trinity student. We do provide continuing education, but it's typically a three-day event um, held annually. So Robert, that's something that I wanna make sure people are aware of that we do. Yeah, if you are a health provider, healthcare provider of any kind, you don't have to be a Trinity graduate or a current student mm -hmm. to benefit from what happens at the legacy events. And there's often continuing education units that will apply wherever field you are. It's, it's very possible and likely that it happens, including uh, some of the units that people can get as Trinity graduates and other uh, what we call traditional naturopaths and others mm -hmm. coming to the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. They can get some credit there too. Yes, absolutely. If they attend any of the lectures, again, we've got 45 speakers, the two panels, four speaking rooms going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, yes, we'll have continuing education form for them to use, and um, it does count towards that. Now, this is just a side note. Uh, I don't know, like the, the at the expo, we, we always found out, I think there was four miles away, a great organic health food store. I was able to get a lot of good food. Are there going to be any uh, food vendors that we can eat some healthy things during the, the yeah. weekend? Yes, we are working with some food trucks that'll be there as well as vendors inside the exhibit hall to give you the healthy options that you need. So. Right, and, and check this out, Super Don. I, I put out the request to Jonathan Emore and he, he got his wife Cheryl to help me out here. You know, I, I always travel with my food until I can find food I can eat or I'll fast because that's just me. I've been, uh, my story is I've been sick as a young, young person to young adulthood and I switched to my food and it made all the difference in the world. I don't want to go backwards. So um, they just went out and got me some, some of this, let's see, can you see that? Yes. They're organic soba noodles from Urban Remedy with okay. vegetables and things. I'm gonna eat well after Good. the show today. So I don't Good. have to fast today. This is awesome. Thank you, yeah. Cheryl Emord, the wife of Jonathan. You're amazing. And uh, I'm sure she'll be and uh, his whole team will be at the, uh, at the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. By the way, you should see this. I gotta show you this real quick. Okay. There's, there's going to be some amazing swag. You know what they call it? Swag. Although the kids call it drip now. I don't understand that. Okay. But check out this, this hoodie that they have designed. See if you can see that. Yes. There it is. 1776. We hold these truths to be self-evident. And they got a nice flag on that. There's going to be so much cool stuff. And I love, you know, I love the Trinity swag, but I was saying with the Trinity logo, you need yes. to have it say Trinity because people don't know unless they're in the know. And I want everybody right. to know. About okay, training. so and Jonathan, Jonathan mm -hmm. Emord's going to have a booth there, and yep. he'll be also signing his new book. Awesome, defending here, liberty, defeat socialism. Yeah, so the, the good people, your people, my people, our people. We're when we talk about together. our tribe coming together, it's about people who believe in freedom, who believe in spiritual freedom, who really understand the body, mind, spirit connection, and want to support and uplift one another, not degrade one another. And so again, mm -hmm. this is. I, I don't have to mock up enthusiasm when I talk to you, Julie, because there's just so much cool stuff that we've been doing together for years and, and your yes. team continues to do beyond what I could do. It's just amazing. Wow. Well, thank you. You're very supportive and very kind, and we appreciate all that you do to help us get the word out about Trinity. Oh, I, yeah, I'm super excited about it. it we've, we've made lifelong friends 
bonds mm-hmm. beyond you know time and space honestly when we've come yes. together and yes. and you know over the years we've had such great people some of them are not, no longer with us that have been at previous health freedom expos and yet in, in a lasting legacy to, to what they've contributed to all of us. You know, I, I think about my friend Liam Sheff. I think about your father. I think about Dick Gregory, who you brought in to a couple of them. Just such sensational speakers that you're like, how would I have ever interacted with some of these people? Right. Just, Absolutely. It's the right platform. Clinton Miller is another one to name. Yes, the, yes. A pioneer. Um, so, and Kurt Donspa, who passed away recently, mm-hmm. another great um, mentor to me in the fight for freedom. Yeah, and although I, I'm always saddened by the loss for us, I know they're in a better place and space, and I always try to think about the legacy that they would leave for us to, to, do, to do good, to do better even if it's possible, uh, yes. to continue to work on the principles that they brought out. And when we come together, I think the spirit that, that, that I'm you know, just feeling is really so present, and we, we just it, so need to get together again. We do, so come October 2nd and 3rd, so it is contagious when you're together. It's a good kind of contagious, y'all. The real kind that we want. The other, <laughs> uh, the health freedom panel coming up, uh, mm-hmm. which will consist, of course, my friend Jonathan E. Mord, my friend Diane Miller. It looks like Ty and Charlene Bollinger will be with us on the freedom panel. That is correct. Yes. And it says here, Dr. Judy Mikovits as well. Yes, she is going to be there. She also has her own lecture that she'll be speaking. And um, so, yes, it's going to be a very strong panel. Wow, beautiful. And, and you mentioned the mental health panel, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Todd Frisch, and Dr. Jim Evans. Now, I want, Super Don, I put you on notice, not that you have to do it this moment because we're on the air, but Todd Frisch is a guy that's so interesting, intriguing to me. And I've been meaning to have him on ever since I met him a while back. He does the facial diagnosis, like yes. constitutional typologies in your face. Right. And I really want to get him on, if we can, before the expo to preview, to let people know this is the kind of guy that you would just like. You would love to meet and read his book called WTF, sure. What the Face, which the is face. funny. Yes, he has the book and the chart. He'll have a booth there as well. He and his daughter will be there. He is speaking outside of the panel as well. And so uh, a great gentleman, full of information. And I can connect you um, so you can have him on. Yes, please. and I, and again, he we connected and it's like, how has it happened? You know, just life happens and it's not like I don't... I want him on. It's like, I hope he doesn't feel like I dissed him because I don't. I want to get him on soon because he's going to be great as well as so many of the other speakers that are there. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as uh, uh, other exhibits, are there still openings for last minute people that say, hey, I really want to go and I have this great service or product. I'd love to get in the front of everybody coming to the Health Freedom Expo. Absolutely. We have 10 booths left. Uh, Program guide goes to print next week. And so give me a call, 888-658-3976. And I would love to have your booth, your product, your company showcased there. Absolutely. You know, I'm always a slacker about this. I just show up and somehow there's a place for me too. So I can put there out is. my broadcast equipment. They're, they're okay. That, that'll be great. So I want to do some recordings as always and, and empower people with the information. Now, you know, I've, I've finally submitted the information of what I want to talk about, what I've been hinting at and discussing and researching since the whole COVID crazy stuff started happening. Julie, it's about the concern I have for people who have been subjected to so much propaganda that they didn't have the strength to resist and they may have been jabbed once or twice mm-hmm. and they're waking up. You sure. know, I, I'm not someone that's vindictive that says you should have listened to me. That's just not my, sure. my MO, right? If they're right. ready for help, I want to be able to help them and, and this will help right. everybody. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about some things that will facilitate, I think, survival and thrival 
through the challenges that have happened since the time of these experimental injections. And mm -hmm. I know we'll probably have Dr. Sherry Tenpenny will be talking about some fascinating things as well. But again, that alone might be worth the price of admission. Absolutely. It's less price than a doctor's visit and you're going to get your answers and be supported. And so, yes, we want everybody to come and learn and listen. Yeah. Super Don, did I forget anything today with Julie? I, just, I always have so many things I want to bring out and ask, and, and, and yet she's so busy that I don't want to overwhelm her with all the things on top of everything that she does. I don't think so. I think yeah. you pretty much nailed it. Yeah. So September 27th, next term start, Legacy Summit. Mark your calendar for next year. We will have lecture on demand available if you missed it this year. And um, come to the Health Freedom Expo, October 2nd and 3rd. Yeah, and I was talking with, uh, uh, you know, the, the Des Bio people. I'm probably going to connect with them la the latter part of this week or next week when I get back uh, to talk about doing some more with them because sure. we have an opening to, to really promote some more homeopathy. I think it could be great with, the, you know, again, the increasing the growth of the family, the people who are aligned. Absolutely. And that's what we're all about is the connecting of people. And um, so, yes, they're, they're great. They've really helped us with a lot of programs that we offer at Trinity. And so we're very appreciative to them and our other partners. Oh, yeah, I'm excited about that. And also that we'll have some good options on food. It's just like I said, the family reunion. And if you're not, if you don't feel like you're part of the family yet, but you've been watching and listening to the show and you sort of, you like the vibe and the energy that comes from all of us and Julie, you will love being together. And we're not afraid. And we respect people that still are a little afraid. That's the thing about these groups, Julie, that I love so much. Yeah. We don't look at people in masks and go, oh, how dare you wear it. It's like we, we're welcoming everybody in. And, right. and that's just kind of the energy that I think it, it says a lot about the character of the people that are involved at Health Freedom Expo and the people who love health freedom. They, they, they're not just fly-by-night health freedom people. They really respect the freedom of others. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'd love to get together because I think they'll be empowered too. Agreed. Yes. Thank you, Robert. All right, Julie, thank you. Hey, love to all the family at Trinity there. Can't wait to see you. And uh, just a heads up for those of you coming in from Wisconsin. Did I say that right, Wisconsin? I did. I'm, I'm going to be in a little early on that Thursday before the Health Freedom Expo, probably getting some last-minute folks that don't know about it up outside of Madison. I'm going to be speaking about reclaiming your power. Thanks to my buddy, super fan Kevin Tuttle, uh, who started a Telegram page for the RSB Show called Fans of RSB Show. So if you know anybody in Wisconsin, bring them out Thursday, September 30th, and we'll warm it up to get, all, get us all down there and caravan down to the Health Freedom Expo. Can't wait to see you. All right, very cool. Thanks, Julie, appreciate you so much. Thank, Thank you, Robert. Robert. All right, that's Julie Whitman-Klein, Trinity School of Natural Health, the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, doing amazing, amazing work, and we appreciate her so, so very much. And, you know, I almost don't have to stop and, and, and uh, say anything more about Trinity. I mean, we, we've covered it today so well. Couldn't have done better. As Super Don remained silent, not knowing what to do, as we pause in transition. Was that a cue? Was that a cue? I did not realize. No, it's just what I do. It's very cute. Now, here, for those of you just tuning in going, where, where the heck is Roberts? Like, where's Waldo? Well, I'm in the wilds of Virginia. All the humidity you can throw a stick through and it gets stuck in the air. It's so humid. But that's what I used to live with in Florida and Georgia, so I remember it. I can remember also that I... Well, I didn't know I didn't like it until I moved to a drier climate. So it's, it's awesome now, and it's going to be an am amazing, beautiful event that's happening. And it's tonight, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time until 9 o'clock. This is it. It's called The Authoritarians in Critical Race Theory. Thanks to Jonathan Nemord, 
We've got a lot of awesome people that are gonna be coming on. We're gonna simulcast this later through live.brighteon.com, live.brighteon.com. And so maybe some of our social media network outlets will also be able to carry that as well. And I hope that you'll share that because the information about defeating Marxism is so very important. What is Marxism? It's a belief that you don't have rights from God. You get privileges from government and they will revoke them based on your bad behavior. What would bad behavior be? Well, teaching about the founding fathers actually acknowledging for the first time in recorded history that a government should be instituted among men with very limited powers and those powers were not to, to limit the freedom of the people but to maximize liberty for the people. And that's part of the history of America that those that are teaching critical race theory don't want you to know. And they're teaching that right now in your schools if your kids are going to not only public schools but sometimes private schools. And they're gonna grow up believing in themselves as either victims or oppressors, not as unique spiritual beings created of God, gaining rights from God, not government. And so this is an important part of what we do here on this show, recognizing that all healing comes from God, not government as well. And that's where we open ourselves up to be directed to the form of healing, the path of healing that we need at any given moment or time. And that's interesting too is that you know, God can even use allopathic medicine. That's right, God's not limited. It's the mind of man that limits the freedom of people to choose things other than allopathic medicine. But all paths to healing can have validity, but it's just being sensitive to your needs at the moment you need them, and those needs can change. And in freedom, we have access to all of those possibilities, and we support each possibility, and we work together and innovate together. We don't denigrate, we don't eliminate and segregate simply because, well, I don't do allopathic medicine anymore. Well, there's somebody that might need it, or I might need it one time. And that's what we talk about, the welcoming, the integration of all of these things for the benefit of those who need it at the time they need it. That, my friends, is freedom. That's the essence of the Robert Scott Bell Show. That's certainly the essence of what we do when we get together at the Health Freedom Expo and other things. We recognize it's not about exclusion, it's not about segregation or isolation. It's about coming together and sharing ideas, uplifting one another, inspiring one another, loving, hugging, yes, all of that too, which I love to do, you know that. So with that, Super D, we're at the bottom, almost at the bottom of hour two, and normally I'd take a break to say thanks to folks. I don't know. You know, I just want to say thanks to everybody all the time. Who do I say thanks to now? Well, you, you would, would say, say thanks, thanks to Trinity School of Natural Health, but we sure just did that for the last 30 minutes. So mm -hmm. um, that would leave Nutritional Frontiers, I guess. Yeah. Now, you, you put up a picture last hour, which was cool, from someone who got the sample pack of the CBD, the, the Certified Organic U.S. Grown Hemp CBD. Mm -hmm. And so she'll be added into the list of those when we do our monthly drawings to do a, a CBD giveaway, a hemp CBD Let's organic. See. Who was that? That was Shelly Fergan. Shelly, it looked great. It was really exciting to see that. There, there's Shelly. Yeah, that's a great mm -hmm. shot. So you guys can do that too. Go to CBDNF.com. And by the way, Trinity is, is host to so many wonderful companies and people and Nutritional Frontiers will be there as well. So we'll get to have a reunion with, with likely Tracy Straup who's speaking there. I'm hoping Jamie Dorley shows up. He's such a character, he's a hoot. Uh, the guy that uh, is the head of uh, uh, the, yeah, Nutritional Frontier. Oh, look at that. Look at that collage. Isn't that awesome? Love that. What a great family photo. 
the extended <laughs> family of the Robert Scott Bell Show. That's right. Fantastic. All right, so I have limited ability. I can't see the uh, the chat room that you normally can see through Restream. I can see, mm -hmm. I think, I believe I can see our chat room at robertscottbell.com, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see if I can pull that up here and see what's going on. That's a, the pause that refreshes to see who's there and what they're commenting on. Yeah, the humidity. Some people feel sorry for me. Thank you. Uh, I'm not used to it anymore. I'm not really complaining. It's actually good for my complexion, as Super Don says. Uh, so that's good. Let's see. What uh, Ula says, look at the sacred fire of liberty burning to Robert's right. That's true. You can't see it at the moment because I'm in front of it. But yeah, there's like this thing. It kind of reminds me of like the, the, the Olympics where they light the light. The <laughs> yeah, and there's a bunch of them. There's yeah. a bunch of them around. There's one over there you can't see. There's one over there. There's over there. That's really there. cool. Oh, man. It's a glorious setting. Uh, and you'll see hopefully some of it uh, this evening when we have a two-camera shoot. That's our plan uh, to go live out on live.brideon.com, uh, which would be great. So let's see. What other questions or comments are coming through while we can acknowledge them? I'm looking myself here right now. Hmm. Sandy Lou wants to know where you can buy the, uh, the, the swag online. I think that you have to be there, don't you? Well, as of now, you do. I mean, you could certainly yeah. check out emord.com uh, and see if they have it up on for sale. But the first place it's going to be available outside of what I've just shown you is going to be at the Health Freedom Expo. Uh, if you happen to come across an extra large hoodie, throw it in your bag for me. I'll see what I can do, my brother. Okay. Uh, so let's see, yeah. Because if I say if I say to if I say to Jonathan Emore, hey, Super Don feels left out. He needs an XL hoodie. He might throw one my way. That would be cool. But then I'll pay for it later. You know how that goes. Oh, well, speaking, speaking of that, hold on. on. Yes. yes, I got, I got something in the mail the other day. What do you get? Uh, I'm not wearing it today, but I feel like I'm drinking grog, right? I'm, I'm like shred. It does. Yeah, yeah totally. But I. Uh, it's the outdoor set. Oh, you stay safe, I'll stay free. Did that come from Kevin Tuttle to you? I believe it did, yes. Yes, I love that shirt. That's one of my favorite shirts, yeah. too. Kevin T is doing it upright, which is awesome. So thank, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, way to go, Kev. You are the man. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing folks in Wisconsin at that event prior, warming up for the uh, Health Freedom Expo. Let's see, where are we going? What else are we going? I'm just looking in our chat room at robertscottbell.com slash listen. Uh, to see if there's anything else. Sandy is looking for the link to the Madison, Wisconsin event. Do we have that uh, up online? Can you show everybody? Let me show you. Actually, I've got the first uh, article up. But let me swing back over to the website. Mm -hmm. And let me zoom out. And along the, uh, or actually up at the top here. You go to the upcoming events page, which you will find right there. There it is. And then you scroll down, and that would be it right there. So, yeah, click on that. It takes you to a, a ticket purchasing place, and you can pick up tickets and join us outside of Madison, Wisconsin on the 30th of September. That's, it uh, still says Oconomowoc. Walk. Yeah. He did that? <laughs> Why did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> but no there way. it is. So there's, uh, yep, you get your tickets here and Okana Nomawaka Wanamamamawaka. 
Now, you, now you've messed it up. I can't even pronounce it anymore. Oconomowoc. That's Thank how, you. how it's pronounced. It'll be yes. Oconomowoc. 30th of September, Thursday, 6.30 p.m. And we have the, uh, someone running for lieutenant governor who's also a pastor who's very passionate about health freedom. And he's going to be joining us there. It's going to be a lot of fun at that event. So looking forward to that. Hope to see you there. And then, of course, two days later at the Health Freedom Expo. And then three weeks later at the Trinity. No, wait. So we did Trinity. And it'll be the Truth About Cancer live event with also Ty and Charlene Bollinger and a whole bunch of our friends, including Brian Hooker, is going to be at both events. And uh, we've got some great reunions happening in Nashville, Tennessee at the Truth About Cancer uh, live event. So very excited about that. So let's see what else is going on here in the chat room as I'm thinking about it now. I don't want to neglect the people that join us live on the air two hours a day, six days a week. This is awesome. Jonathan needs to get the swag up. Northern Florida isn't as bad as the southern country counties oh yeah northern florida is more people connected to the land i know that too rednecks in in northern florida i love you want somebody that's got your back and when the when somebody comes to get you the rednecks are going to save you so i don't see, use the term redneck as a derogative term you know in georgia i was a jewish redneck i became an honorary southerner moving from the north to florida neutralize it into south in georgia for many years 30 years in fact uh, but yeah, I like Northern Florida. That's we kind of crept our way there until we just kind of said, "Oh, we're out of here. We're going to the mountains." I uh, didn't realize how awesome it would be because of low humidity and people that are pretty cool too. So what else you got, Super D? Sherry is asking, "Will the event tonight be saved to be viewed later?" As a matter of fact, it will, and here's how: because tonight, when the event is broadcasting, it is going to be going out on our. So, Theoretically, anyway, yes. on our social media. So it should be going out on Facebook and on DLive and on Twitter. And I have to remind myself where else we're going out here. Let's see, Facebook, DLive, oh, Twitch. And so, um, especially I know for a fact on Facebook, that will be saved. And you'll be able to go back and watch it again on our Facebook page after the fact, after it's done. Cool. Um, as, as far as, as well, I don't know whether Emord is going to be recorded. I'm going to guess maybe he will be. Probably, yeah. Probably, but if you want the, the quickest way you could go back and watch it would be on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for asking the questions. Now we do have a couple of more stories, two or three more stories I want to get to uh, before we break. For uh, we'll have a, an abbreviated uh, bonus round today, but we'll do a little bit of bonus time together, just talking about things informally after the show. For those of you listening on UK Health Radio a couple of days later. You're always welcome to join us anytime at robertscottbell.com as well. robertscottbell.com slash listen is the live chat room. And uh, you can sign up for email alerts as well. Uh, And we've got upcoming events, loads of them, and you want to participate in them, sign up for email alerts. Super Don will send them out every once in a while. So uh, this is one of those things. Didn't we have, we used to have something that was... Uh, I told you so. Yeah, right. would say like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, I told you so," and uh, and it was a song. So in this case, let's go full screen. Let me just show you this article. It says, "Common pesticide may have made the Zika epidemic worse." Now, why is this interesting? Because it's again, for those of you who have been with us on the Robert Scott Bell Show for years, you already know that. But this is coming from what website where this is published? This is Medical Express. Medical Express, mainstream medicine, pharmaceutical information acknowledging what we've been saying for, I guess you could say years now, since the whole Zika thing happened. And we pointed out 
that this was happening, this microcephaly, small head syndrome, ha happening in an area of Brazil where they had found massive dumping of something called a larvicide, or you could call it a pesticide, that was contributing to, because it was a known quote-unquote side effect or direct effect of this particular larvicide, it was small heads or microcephaly in the babies born in that region. Now, what did they go come out and say? Oh, it's a virus. It's the Zika virus. But they discovered the Zika virus earlier, earlier half of the 20th century. We covered it at length at the time. And what did we point out? That it was known for pretty much doing nothing. If you got a sniffle, that was a big deal with Zika. Now suddenly, it was causing shrunken heads around the world. They wanted to promote an emergency use vaccine. They wanted to make vaccine passports over Zika. And now, oh my gosh, the mainstream medical community agrees with us once again. How is this possible, Super Don, that they keep agreeing with us? We should start changing our views. This was a big deal. Again, this is this very easily could have been missed, uh, you know, going through studies and stuff like that. We came across this and yeah, what, basically what they're saying is it's it's kind of like a middle of the road thing here, kind of a compromise. They're saying that Zika has some bad side effects, but being exposed to this this uh, pesticide, mm -hmm. pyroproxifen. Pyroproxifen, well said. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? I should get a, like a, a button for that. Bala should uh, reach out to you and say thank you, Super Don, for saying things better than than Robert does. Yeah, so it turns out that if they've been exposed to this, that it will uh, make it much, much, much worse, which would explain why, because there were some tests that were done in, in people, uh, particularly the women, mm -hmm. uh, in Brazil and in South America that showed that there were some people that had, they, they had the Zika virus and there was no microcephaly. So it's like, why? What's going on? They're being they're testing, no microcephaly. But what they found out here is that, and they say here, the insecticide is known to accumulate in the environment for years and eventually finds its way into the human body. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what they're finding is that the women that uh, have been exposed to this and have it in their bodies, uh, they're, they're having like microcephaly much, much worse. worse. So, so I, you know, I, I saw this and I was like, like man, here, here we, we go, go again. again. Right? right? Robert was saying this. Nobody would listen. You and Rappaport were sort of talking about this. Again, but what a coincidence, right? You guys were talking about it with Zika. You guys were talking about it with coronavirus. You guys are like the dynamic duo. You you pointed out in this article that they acknowledged the anomaly of like, well, we found women with the Zika virus and, and no shrunken head. What, what is that? Yeah. All right. So if you say the virus is the cause of the shrunken heads, it should happen in everybody that has the virus. Right. But apparently it wasn't the case. So then they went, oh, well, maybe the uh, pesticide larvicide was the, well, yeah, when it's combined, it worked. Well, what about the fact that with the virus alone and not the, the larvicide, no Zika. You put the larvicide in, Oh, suddenly Zika. Well, the virus had to have something to do with it. Really? Really? Could it be the result of what? Dysregulation, cellular dysregulation, when you're exposed to toxic poisons, not created by God, but by created by man. Arrogance of man, once again, coming down. It's always the virus. No, it's not. It's man's air, ignorance and arrogance, resulting in toxicological poisoning of the planet and the people on it, and the animals, resulting in things that they don't want to blame man for. So they go, oh, it's a virus. Right? As if God created it. No, sorry. Not happening. It's our ignorance and arrogance and allopathic tunnel vision. 
that believes it's a virus that causes it when the Zika has been acknowledged to exist for I don't know however long and even that might be in dispute but let's just give them that and they say well really it didn't, never did anything until it started shrinking heads in Brazil really what did it do decide to become a super villain all of a sudden that's how it works super down the, the virus oh let's do this now this will be fun no that's so it's just so stupid anyway you can hear my exasperation in my voice am I doing Jerry Seinfeld proud I don't know Quite, Quite a bit, bit, yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Or that, that's, uh, who that. says that? A little bit, a little bit. Uh, all right, let's go to the next article here about the new COVID Delta variant. My aspirin, there's a new COVID Delta variant, and there's no test for it, the, the first Delta variant. So how are they claiming that there's now a new variation of it? This is uh, in, uh, was this a UK? It's found in the UK. New Delta variant with mutation that could dodge vaccines found in UK. Now, they say that the vaccine may be causing pressure on it. And this has been the argument from Nobel Prize winning uh, Montagnier and many other physicians and researchers that have said that the vaccine is driving what they call the variant. I say it's driving side effects or direct effects that they don't want to acknowledge. So they say, oh, it's a viral shift. It's a viral change. Once again, never taking responsibility for their arrogance and thinking that they could out, outdo creation. We can trick your body by injecting synthetic man-made mRNA and nothing untoward could ever happen because we're smart. We are ego arrogant men. We can figure this out better than God who created all this. And, and you know, this is the nonsense we're dealing with. Once again, they're seeing breakthrough whatevers. They're seeing more adverse whatevers and they're calling it variants. Do you understand? They're playing your mind. They're tricking you. They're not variants. They're the same thing causing more untoward toxic effects, not even side effects, direct effects, just a little bit downstream over time that they don't want to acknowledge or take responsibility for. What do you say, Super Don? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically the way I'm interpreting this is, is they're almost blaming the vaccine for the mutation. They're in acknowledging other words, it, yes. In other words, because we've got a bunch of people that have been vaccinated, Mm -hmm. uh, that now you have this thing called, what is it here? The virus is coming under pressure in a largely vaccinated population. Is it trying to adapt to survive? So, so what you're saying then is that if everybody weren't vaccinated, then the virus would not be creating these variants that are going to kill people mm -hmm. and become resistant to the vaccine. It almost sounds like the same thing that happened with the antibiotics and the superbugs, mm -hmm. right? Yep, it's artificially driving. The antibiotics driving, created more superbugs. Artificially driving these shifts, and I and again, I, I don't. I, it's tough to talk about because I don't want to give any credence to those people that are saying viruses are the cause of this stuff without evidence. Show me some evidence, and maybe we can talk. But you guys are just talking out your, you know, you know what, and not backing it up. As I said, the Delta variant test, what did we find out last week? There is no validation except for self-validation. So you trust every lab independently go, yeah, we validated the test ourselves. Really? Did you even try to send it to the federal level to get an emergency use authorization validation? No, we haven't done that yet. No, no nobody's done it yet. So we're just supposed to believe what you say? No, sorry, not going to happen here. And so even these variants of variants, I have questions about, quite honestly, I think they're stories that they're telling each other because they don't want to relinquish the idea that 
inanimate proteins that contain genetic material are not actually causing problems. If anything, arguably, they could be the result of problems, as I talk about ongoing chronic low-level or significant mineral deficiencies and or toxicological burdens causing the cells to dysregulate, have to detoxify, and these protein envelopes are serving a purpose, maybe even a communication purpose, not a nefarious purpose, unless man is getting in there again and monkeying up creation with his arrogance, which, uh, you know, could happen. It happens. So anyway, I don't have anything to say about that. It sounds sounds like like a line line from uh, Forrest Gump. Gump. Which one, which line? That's all I have to say about that. Oh, that's all I have to say about that. It's probably not all I have to say about that, but, you know, we've only got about oh, 10 minutes in the live broadcast till we do a bonus round. So I just want to wrap it up and honor all the things we're planning to do today. Uh, I think we do have another story, but any other questions or comments coming through the chat room before we hit our final story of the day? Uh, let's see here. Stephen says, I expect to hear the the, uh, the sky is falling variant next. Right. Chicken yeah, little. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Along well, they, they keep the story going there. as long as they can. And they know the only yeah. thing working right now for them is fear. So if people stop being afraid, the whole thing ends. So they have to come out with new variants. They're going to give strange numbers and letters that make you oh, just like, oh, well, oh, man, strange numbers and letters. It must be really bad. And, and so the people that don't know any better, they're still trusting the authoritarians. That's why we're here tonight with Jonathan Emord. The event, the authoritarians and critical race theory. No, you're not racist because you don't have enough pigment. Pigment. No, you're not a victim because you have more pigment. Each of you are souls created by a mighty creator, a God. God that said, do amazing things. Don't, don't create fear and then control your fellow man, woman, and child through fear. That's a nefarious, luciferian scheme. You don't want that. I certainly don't. I'm not participating in that, but sometimes we have to point it out and people are shocked. Uh, or they tune out. I don't know who's here anymore, but we're here and I'm, glad, I'm grateful to be here with you, my friend, and all of y'all that are here, the brave and adventuresome among us. So uh, we got that. Now, do you want to go down under for this last story? Not to Speaking Australia, but to of, Zealand? of brave, what did you say, brave and what? Adventuresome. Adventuresome. Yes. Well, our last story of the day has to do with a couple of brave and adventuresome guys. Now, this this is in New Zealand. Now, you know, in Australia, uh, they're cracking down hard. And I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to get Meryl Dorian again soon because there's so much going on down there. Very protests friends down under. Uh, the the last protest they had over last weekend, I think it was in Melbourne. Uh, there was some horrendous police brutality in that. I don't know if you saw that or not, but I mean, uh, there was this video of the 70 year old woman getting pushed and knocked down on her back, and the guys were spraying pepper spray in her face. I mean, it was just really, really terrible to look at. Um, they're really getting serious down there. They're not messing around. Now, apparently, New Zealand's not a whole lot different. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've, I've never, never been to New Zealand. I've, I've seen some pictures. Isn't that where they shot Lord of the Rings? Wasn't that New Zealand? Yes. Yes. Uh, amazing, amazing landscapes yeah. and, and, and nature and stuff like that. I wouldn't want to be there right now. I've actually been uh, there. It is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't well, want to be there now. But why would you not want to be there specifically, Super Don? Especially in Auckland. Apparently in Auckland, they have locked that place down so tight. All the restaurants are closed including yeah. all of the fast food restaurants. Yeah. 
Really? So, so if, if one, one was inclined, inclined to, let's say, go get some Kentucky Fried Chicken, they wouldn't be able to. No, well, not that anybody watches the show eats Kentucky Fried Chicken, but there are some people that do. Yeah. Well, there were two men that apparently got arrested recently because they were caught entering, trying to go back to Auckland with a large amount of illicit are you KFC. Kidding me? This, is not, this is not an Onion article. <laughs> New Zealand police arrest a pair trying to enter Auckland with a large amount of Kentucky Fried Chicken. So this, this sounds like, uh, you know, Smokey and the Bandit level stuff instead of uh, Coors Beer coming back to Georgia when it couldn't be sold there. We're talking KFC into Auckland. you got to be kidding me. Two they, men have been arrested after police say they found them with a car boot full of Kentucky Fried Chicken and over $100,000 in cash as they tried to cross the border into Auckland despite New Zealand's strict COVID-19 lockdown. The men were arrested after allegedly trying to flee from the police near the Auckland border. Yeah. When their car was searched, they found a large quantity of KFC as well as cash and a number of empty ounce bags. So check this wow. out. These wow. guys in mm -hmm. Auckland, they're thinking, hey, you know what? Check this out. There's a KFC just in the town next door here. Here's, Here's what, what we'll do. do. We're going to drive over to this other town. We're going to load our car full of KFC. Then we're going to drive back here to Auckland. And we're going to package this KFC in these ounce-sized drug bags and sell KFC to the people that can't get it right now. Wow. They literally were going to sell KFC to people like it was cocaine. That's amazing. You know, again, capitalists everywhere, free marketeers, I appreciate their efforts, but... Unfortunately, you know, I know a lot of expats that means people that were in America that moved to New Zealand and thought that the grass is greener. And then they find out, uh, no, it's not so green. You don't have no right of self-defense. Now they've locked you down. There are no acknowledged rights coming from God, only privileges from government because it's an emergency. And although there are places in America I would not want to be, California, New York, for the most part, in America, we still have levels of freedom that are not enjoyed by many others around the world, even in what we call Western-style democracies. Uh, so many of the people that left for New Zealand have come back. And I've warned people, unless like uh, you want to go to Costa Rica in the jungles and hide out, uh, but if you're still within reach of the government of Costa Rica, it is not a government that acknowledges that your fundamental rights come from God. No other government does. Now, our government has tried to abandon it, but we still have a basis of it so we can push back on it. That's why America, the United States, is still the best place on the planet. Uh, and, if it, and if it breaks down here, where are you going to go? What country? What country has as its root, its DNA, the acknowledgement that we are divine and that our rights come from a divine creator? Nature and nature's God, as it was referenced. This is the question. As we are dealing with our own faults and abandonment of these fundamental principles of liberty in America. That's why we're doing this event with Jonathan Ewart. That's why we're getting together at the Health Freedom Expo. That's why we're doing the Truth About Cancer Live event. And that's why today I am live from Jonathan Ewart's event, The Authoritarians and Critical Race Theory. And about an hour and a half after we're done with our broadcast, we'll be back live through live.brideon.com and maybe a few other outlets. And I hope that you'll share that link with your friends and watch it in the evening or late afternoon, depending on where you are, as we talk about defeating the view that collectivism is an ideal goal or way to live life. 
that God did not grant us any rights. God may not even exist because it's an atheistic thing, Marxism, that our rights are not rights, they're privileges, and they can be given and taken away by officials in government, collectivists in government and medicine. And we're seeing attempts to do that in America even today. So this is why we're here. This is why we're at an, uh, a very beautiful event in the what we call the forests of Virginia today, outside of Washington, D.C. And I'm grateful to be here. Super D, any other questions, comments? We got a, a few minutes to go here. I'm just grateful mm -hmm. we could do the show at all today. We had some audio issues, but somehow we got through and it was great to have Julie Whitman Klein on with us today as well. Indeed. Yeah, I'm just looking at the uh, chat rooms here. And yeah, I can't see anything in the, uh, the, the, the social media chat room I can't see today. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like we're all caught up here. So, let's see what we've got. So now <clears throat> tomorrow, mm -hmm. it's going to be a travel day for you, right? So tomorrow we will be playing the three interviews that you did, or four. I think, I think it was just three. three. Was it three? Yeah. I thought I did four different clips. Double check, dude, because I think four. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. The first one was an introductory to the event, and I talked about the Independent Health Alliance. Oh, yeah. Like that. So you, you want, want me to play that, that one, too? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Make sure the audio levels are good. But, yeah, it's, it's very important because we talked about the idea of um, private membership associations. I, I thought, thought it was just the, uh, the three interviews you wanted me to do. No. How would that fit an hour? That's not long enough. Okay. There was the one, the P, here we are. We're already doing bonus round before everybody's. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, don't have, I don't have, I don't have that. That isn't on the, the Facebook uh, page. It three, is. I three. went Facebook live on it. I had Jim Meehan. I had uh, Larry Pilevsky. I had Neil Schultz. And Neil Those Schultz. Three in a row. And then the first one. Oh, I see it here. I see it here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's eight, eight and a half minutes long. So, okay. Yeah, just make sure you work the audio clip on that because make sure the audio levels are good, but it should be fine. And it'll be a great hour. Many people have not seen those interviews and they're terrific. Absolutely terrific. Uh, so All right, be so that's what we'll be doing, doing tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, and I don't know what for the second hour unless I get more bonus interviews. I might do some Facebook Live interviews tonight, Super D, that you can convert. Okay. Right, because we did them uh, vertical or horizontal. You remember? The, the three interviews were horizontal, so they look good. Okay. So yeah. uh, I might do some more of that tonight. That'll go up on Facebook Live if you follow the Robert Scott Bell Show on Facebook Live. That might happen tonight uh, with okay. like people like Cheryl Chumley. It might just be a surprise. So we'll see what happens. So we'll and put our heads together on the timing then. For yeah. Those. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate you guys being here. We're out of time for those of you UK Health Radio. Thank you so much for being here. Hopefully you'll tune in uh, in about an hour and a half from now for the uh, Authoritarians and Critical Race Theory uh, from Jonathan E. Mord. And uh, we'll see you at the Health Freedom Expo. And... Uh, I'll be back in studio on Thursday, I think, or Wednesday. No, Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. If you want to stick around 60 seconds from now, uh, we should have a bonus round because the power to heal is yours.